1: Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trocci, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our National College Football Writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trocci, and keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. Don't forget, Saturday night on our CFB Nation YouTube channel, we'll have a live reaction show. Uh, for the week two around midnight or so uh, come on by and sip a twisted tea with us as we discuss all the big developments from Saturday bill we had fun last week mm-hmm. with our first live show of the of the, of the year
2: yeah we're I mean, gonna encourage our listeners to come by and stop by it was fun breaking down all the week one action and Just like that, we're into week two. It was a bad week one as I look at these picks that I had. Uh, We're going to try to bounce back in week two. Uh, Like I said, I blame James Franklin for running it up. Anybody that says that James Franklin wasn't running it up is a liar. He knew the spread. He knew it was.
1: You you saw what he said. It would be unfair for the twos not to compete until the final whistle. Mm -hmm. That was his explanation. The twos have to get their snaps, Bill
2: uh-huh so he ran it up and he ran it up and that's why you know like that's fine i mean i i understand that because you want the twos to get their reps but my my week went on tilt after that i think i've missed every game afterward
1: oh so yeah so you're 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 baylor this week you're gonna bounce back you're gonna we'll, you know, we'll put, that, put week one behind you you got upset by the texas state bobcats you're ready to you're ready to move on season starts in week two should be a fun week too we got some really cool games to break down we've got uh, uh we'll go through our viewers guide let people know what games are in what tv windows and where the games are and things like that and uh, have a little preview and then of course yeah we will uh revisit our confidence contest and see the uh, standings after week zero and week one as we head into week two as bill gave a hint he did not do great in the confidence contest either but but first we're going to kick it off with a little Trochi trivia. Are you ready? Which you've been you've been on a roll recently with the, mm-hmm. the Trochi trivia. So uh, take that, and we'll see what we can do with that. The big game this weekend is what Texas Alabama, right? So uh, according he, to our
2: editor, he said that Colorado Nebraska is going to get more viewers. But go ahead.
1: No, that's going to be an interesting one to track for sure. Um, I think. Colorado got 7.5 million viewers, I saw, last week. LSU-Florida State got like 9, 9.5, so uh, it was second on the week last week. It will probably be second this week to Texas-Alabama, we'll see.
2: Unless Texas and Alabama fans stop watching Texas and Alabama, it's going to be second, <laughs> like, by a lot. So <laughs> that's my prediction anyway.
1: Texas kicked four field goals last year in their 20-19 to 19 loss including one with a minute 29 to go that gave them a 1917 lead. The Texas kicker had a very interesting name. Can you oh name God, the Texas I, yeah. kicker? Think about that one. We will revisit at the end of the show. He had sort game. of a funny name for that game, and uh, we will revisit it once we go through our viewer's guide and our confidence contest. So viewer's guide, we'll kick it off. Friday night's got kind of an interesting one for people who – like to tune in a little bit before Saturday. Some weeks there's not anything, but this week Illinois at Kansas, 7 p.m. ESPN two. Kansas is a two and a half point favorite. That one's you know I think worth tuning into a little bit. Uh, they haven't played. This is a random game. They haven't played in 55 years. I saw uh, Illinois beat Toledo on a field goal with eight seconds to go last week, 30 to 28. Uh, Toledo was a MAC champs last year, so. You know they're not just your average MAC team. Illinois had to convert a fourth and four on the game-winning drive. Uh, Kansas, uh, Jason Bean started in front in place of Jalen Daniels, an awesome quarterback. But Daniels is likely to be back. He's had a back injury, and they held him out week one. But he's probably going to play this week. Uh, should be a, a fun little Friday night game to keep an
0: eye on. We're driven by the search for better.
3: If you're looking for last-minute tickets to this weekend's big matchup between Notre Dame and NC State, or the Battle for the Cyhawk Trophy between Iowa and Iowa State, maybe heading to Tuscaloosa to watch Texas and Alabama, or any other matchup in the Week 2 action, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or in, and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Nation. For $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code CFBNation for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's GameTime.co.
2: Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Illinois got by with a win last week. I mean, they, they've got Penn State next week. So, mm-hmm. Illinois, uh, tough early season schedule for them. Breaking in without Chase Brown. Uh, Jalen Daniels, if he plays, this will be worth watching. If not, I think Illinois will end up winning. And, uh, that's, that's not really an upset. That's kind of a coin flip. Like I said, a uh, decent mm-hmm. game to have on a Friday night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, all right. So we get into the, the Saturday window. There's a big game at noon and a big game at seven 30, big game at noon, Nebraska at number 22, Colorado. That's the noon game on Fox. Colorado is a three and a half point favorite. What do you see from Dion? Will flash in the pan or are they actually good?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, we'll find out. They're going to get the full treatment this week. They've got it from us. Um, Shadur Sanders, Travis Hunter, um, you're going to learn a lot about them. And I know there was a Troy Aikman interview coming with Dion, which ought to be fun. I mean, not really if you're a Packers fan like I am. Former teammates. I don't need to relive their glory years in Dallas. But um, no, I mean, that, that star is very real. And Matt Rule in Nebraska will be the undercard a little bit, which I, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, where you know, the narrative could have switched easily. Nebraska could have easily won by three, and Colorado could have lost by three. And then it's reversed, and I think it's less pronounced. But Dion's a game changer. dion has been talked about. I think it's deserved. You know, everybody, I I said this all offseason, everybody's got an opinion. They've already got their mind made up on Dion, so it really doesn't matter what he does. Um, So I'm looking forward to it. We had Brian Howe on the podcast earlier this week, and, you know, he had some really good insight on on them and the belief around that program, and it'll do well. But, yeah, I mean, this isn't – I'm just – I like to remind people, and it's funny, we just talked about Kansas. As soon as Colorado loses a couple games – they will not be in the national spotlight nearly as much unless Dion says something in a podcast or in a press conference. So I I think they take advantage of this window though, and it keeps going. I agree to a
1: certain extent, but Travis Hunter is fascinating Mm -hmm. as well. I mean, we've never seen, we've never seen anything like Dion, but we've never seen anything like Travis Hunter so far. It's only one week, but DraftKings just said that their most popular prop bet for all of college football this weekend is Travis Hunter anytime touchdown. Now, he didn't score a touchdown last week, but Travis Hunter anytime touchdown is actually minus 145, which um, is funny because they're playing a defense that's pretty good. Nebraska held Minnesota to 251 yards and 13 points. And on the other side, Colorado's defense gave up 541 yards and 42 points. So – you know, it's an interesting offense-defense. Obviously, Nebraska struggled on offense. So you've got a struggling offense and a struggling defense on one side and then a, a rolling offense and a rolling defense on the other side. So, yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. I do think uh, it will get big numbers, especially if it's close, and and people are, go- are going to tune in and be like, what is – you know, the, the casual viewer is going to tune in and be like, what is going on with this Deion Sanders thing? Don't you think?
2: Oh, no – he he definitely will get, like I said, a lot of the, the camera's going to be on him, all, on him all the time. And, you know, for the real classic college football fan, the, I thought, found it really interesting that Brian House said Colorado fans still hate Nebraska. They haven't played for like 13 years. I love that kind of stuff where you still hate a school like that. They did play, I guess they did play at home and home with Frost. But I remember the energy around those games. So,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It's going to be exciting. I, I think both teams will score a bunch of points. I, you know, when teams are like this, though, and they're not quite there yet, you know, if I have the choice between Shadur Sanders and, and Jeff Sims, I, I think I'm taking the guy through for 510 yards last week. Agree.
1: Agree. And like I said, I was so impressed with his poise and his patience. And yeah, it's going to be fun to see if it can carry over. So, also in the noon window, number 10, Notre Dame at NC State, noon on ABC. Uh, ND is a seven and a half point favorite in Raleigh. Uh, Notre Dame finally gets a crack at a decent team, and the ACC gets a crack at Notre Dame after all this realignment stuff. I'm sure there's a little, a little resentment in that league that, uh, you know, things are going to be, things are a little bit upside down and they could have been solved if Notre Dame just said, okay, we'll join the ACC.
2: Yeah. Um, obviously, Sam Hartman, uh, they, he, struggled the last couple times against these guys. I'm actually trying to look up the Raleigh weather this weekend (laughs) because uh, it matters in that game. It's, it says 85, you know, the last time these teams played in a hurricane. So the the weather for Saturday calls for scattered thunderstorms and 90. And I'm telling you, as somebody that's covered games down at uh, Carter Finley stadium, it's always humid. It's a tough place to play. First good real test for the Irish um, and that big offensive line. So that ought to be a fun game. I like Notre Dame, I, but with with like some level of caution. I think NC State's going to be up for that game, and that'll be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, definitely. And they did not play great against UConn. You know how much were, were they looking ahead? How much were they keeping the offense vanilla? They won by ten points. So we'll see. You know, Sam Hartman. I like the stat. He's had twelve possessions this year, eleven touchdowns, and a field goal. So. Against very inferior competition, NC State held UConn to I don't know two hundred and sixty yards, roughly or something like that. And no, they're uh, pretty
2: good. They're they've got talent. Yeah, NC, State, NC State's a good football team. I, years ago, I covered a NC State Florida State game there when Florida State had Jameis and NC State had Jacoby Bursett. And like looking back, I was like that was a hell of a game that I watched. Um, they NC State ran with them for about a half, but then. They settled in. So don't be surprised, like I said, if Notre Dame, a little bit of a slow start, settling in, 85 degrees with that humid, sticky, Raleigh weather. Sam will be used to it. He played in all these ACC places, but some of them big offensive linemen, maybe not.
1: Right, right. The other noon game that's a little notable, number 12, Utah at Baylor, ESPN. Utah is a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. We saw them knock off uh, Florida on Thursday night. Cam rising is questionable. It's looking like probable, I think, for uh, the game against Baylor. And Baylor, of course, like we mentioned earlier, they've got to bounce back. They lost to Texas State, and they lost kind of handily. They were never never in control of that game. They lost by double digits. Uh, what do you see with this uh, Baylor team, you know, as they try to bounce back against against Utah? The, the line seems low to me. There?
2: Uh, well, I mean, they're at home, home dogs. Home dogs with back against the wall. I think, we, you know, we got Texas Techs in the same situation where you you take a peek at the line with Oregon and it's like, okay, that line looks low, but they're they're backed into a corner at home. So I look for Baylor. It's tough without a quarterback. I think Utah's physicality will wear on them. This is a future Big 12 rivalry, and that fascinates me a little bit. But, um, yeah, I just – I'm not – I think I, I did – I picked Utah to cover this week because – I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. I did that last week with Florida. If they don't cover this week, I'll rest easy. It'd be like, okay, I I still trusted them.
1: It's home dog mania this week.
2: It is. There's a lot of them.
1: (laughs) A lot of home dogs. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, 3-30 window, Texas A&M at Miami. Texas A&M is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Last year, they played a very blah game. In College Station, I think it was seventeen to nine. The Aggies won. Miami obviously did not score a touchdown. A uh, and M hammered New Mexico last week, fifty-two to ten. They got uh, they didn't crack forty last year, so maybe Bobby Petrino was a good hire.
2: Yeah, the continued Connor Wigman. That's I, I've been on him. I was on him in the. Preseason. They Mm -hmm. appear to be a good match. He had really good game last week. It going to Hard Rock Stadium won't be easy. That Miami crowd will be pretty fired up. And you know, but Miami was 0-2 against the spread as a home underdog last year. And that's something to watch. I mean, we've been waiting for that. Oh, Miami is back. We do that every year more than Texas, actually. And uh (laughs) I think the whole Jimbo, Bobby, it's kind of like this. If you don't see anything on Jimbo and Bobby and Connor Wigman on Twitter. Then it's working, and that's how. If you're not watching the game, that's how you can tell. I, I think Texas A&M gets it done here. I still like them. I, I like their talent. I like the talent they have at receiver. Uh, I like Ruben Owens. I think they're going to be really good.
1: Yeah, I mean this this is your midday snack between between Dion and Saban, who. Uh, it's it's an Aflac day. We start with sure. Dion and then we end with Saban. Mm-hmm. But in the middle, we got a little uh, little Miami Texas A and M. Another interesting one in the afternoon. Ole number twenty. Ole Miss at number twenty four Tulane. Ole Miss is a seven point favorite. Last week, Tulane was kind of a popular pick to lose to South Alabama. I think the narrative was like, yeah, they're just going to come back back to earth after their Cotton Bowl season uh they still have their quarterback back but they lost a lot of talent and uh someone forgot to tell Tulane because they won by 20
2: points yeah they crushed and <laughs> Michael Pratt leads the uh, nation in uh yards per attempt I mean they were throwing it down the field they got it done last week and they got it done emphatically uh Lane Kiffin though he play villain here and I think you know Quinshaw Jenkins, the they played all three quarterbacks, which was a big question in the offseason. I think Ole Miss goes down there and wins. I don't know if they'll cover, but I just think I think Lane's got something too. I think they've got a well rounded offense, another year in the system. And I love moments like this for a group of five schools. I do. They're ranked, be right? really excited, and that's what it's about. But I just think Lane. They've they've walked into tougher places to play. It ought to be fun. Tulane, an old SEC school, by the way, and that'll be brought up a few times during the game. What was I'm sorry? I think Tulane played in the SEC, didn't oh, they? Oh,
1: of course, yeah, yeah,
2: way back then. So I was like looking up. I I can't find it, but I had I was looking up their games against SEC schools, and they it's been rough since. I mean, they they beat Mississippi State a few years ago, but you know it'll be a big stage, big state state for them, but. Yeah,
1: I can't imagine too many of those SEC schools played in New Orleans.
2: Right, that's what I'm saying. So it'll be it'll be a fun moment for the school, and I love that as a Group Five grad, as a Mac grad. Um, here, I pull it up now. They got Tulane versus the SEC. They've lost. Oh, it's not looking good. They've lost eleven in a row. Their last win was Mississippi State in 2006.
1: Okay. All right uh let's move on the third one in the afternoon window it's got it's sort of notable iowa at iowa state Iowa's a four-point favorite the reason i looked this one up more than anything was i wanted to see the over under which was 36 and with iowa as a four-point favorite vegas sees this as a 20 to 16 iowa victory fox i don't think is hoping for a 20 to 16 iowa victory but uh, uh of course Brian Ferentz, the the drive for 325, he's going to average 25 points a game. They scored 24 last week. So, Bill, they need 26 this week.
2: Yeah, that game and and Donald Trump will be there. So, as if it needed more wackiness, they're going to have the – I didn't see that. Are you serious? Yeah, Donald Trump will be attending the Iowa Iowa State game. I think I saw that headline. (laughs) There's a lot of things about Donald Trump you see on the Internet that aren't true or or are true. But (laughs) – I'm fairly certain he's going to be at the Iowa wow. State. Game. So, wow! Um, so maybe he'll be
1: offensive coordinator for uh, Iowa.
2: He'll he'll if he, if he watches both of these teams play offense for a quarter, <laughs> he's going to want to take the headset. Um, I like Iowa State close because I just that Iowa offense. I don't trust one of the things. Cade McNamara, 58% last week. Uh, Rocco Beckford. Iowa state 76%. Granted, the opponents were different, but you know, that efficiency at the quarterback, when you have two offensive, not juggernauts, the opposite of whatever (laughs) juggernaut is, uh, I think Iowa state wins this game. They won it last year. Uh, our editor Elliot will disagree, but you know, that's one of my small upsets of the week.
1: They, um, last week, I think they played in the noon window and I, you know, um, McNamara threw two touchdowns early threw one on the first play of the game or whatever and like Twitter was a fire or whatever and I find, by the time I clicked over to it it was commercial I don't know Colorado or something. Uh, first pass I saw was like three yards over the guy's head McNamara was like way off target and then the next play they jumped off sides and I'm like, no, I'm sorry, nothing has changed with Iowa. right
2: they're, they're, they're not very good offensively, <laughs> but and, and that game is wild as it the game's always fun even though they're <clears throat> offensively challenged at times. Um, that game is always fun to watch. It has some crazy finishes. The last five have been decided by 10 points or less. You know it's going to be close. I remember the one year Iowa State fumbled a punt late to give Iowa the victory. So wild finish. Cyhawk. Cyhawk trophy. Donald Trump. It's all going to be there. That, that might That might cause a lot of people to turn that one off. But we're not here for politics. I'm not getting into it.
1: All right, so that'll bring us to the evening window where we've got the game of the day, number 11, Texas at number three, Alabama, seven o'clock ESPN. And Alabama is a seven-point favorite. You wrote a fun story this week about predicting overreactions. Give us some of the overreactions you're predicting for the the pre-overreaction, so to speak.
2: Oh, I mean, people will say Texas is back whether they win or lose. That's kind (laughs) of like, they'll say they're back if they win. And then if they lose, uh, we have, Sporting News has used the Texas meter several times. Our, our social guide, Jordan Heck, has. But Love it. to me, it's like they bring it upon themselves a little bit. But to me, I mean, it. it's still rooted in one of the coolest moments ever when Vince Young called his shot and said, we'll be back. And then he delivered the greatest offensive performance maybe ever against USC. So I don't, I don't hate on Texas that much. I, I think they may get a reality check here. I actually think we're sitting on like one of those Empire Strikes Back moments where you're like, oh yeah, Alabama's still really good, and Jalen Milrow's good, and their defense is good, and Nick Saban can still coach. Like I said, I've said it all week: 99 and five at home since 2009. I mean, that's be 100 wins since then. 56 straight non-conference games. You don't build those streaks by accident. So I think one of the keys to the game, though, Bill, is can Quinn Ewers throw the ball down the field? And we looked this up, according to Pro Football Focus, 0 of 6 on passes of 20 yards or more last week. 7 of 7, 1 to 10. So good short, bad long. Um, now, my they,
1: memory of last year's game, though,
2: was that he was hitting. Some yes, shots early. He, he hit two right off the bat to Worthy, and and that's that. To me, if you show you can do that, it changes the way Alabama can play defense a little bit. They have a couple injuries in the secondary. They still have Kool Aid McKinstry. I think Caleb Downs is one of the best freshmen in the country. People are going to figure that out Saturday night. um The other thing when we were breaking down this game, the running games. Both teams have committees at running back so to me it's third down texas was lousy on third down last week alabama was 11 to 13 it's those short third downs can you get it with a running back two freshman running backs cj baxter for texas justice haynes for alabama i think one of them's gonna pop off they're both super talented they both have high yards per carry um maybe one of those guys comes up with the big win- run but you know i think you and I have talked a lot about Alabama and their secondary. And remembering how I remember being on this podcast last year and we lamented that against LSU and Tennessee, I think they're on the spot the most this week.
0: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
4: Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted.
1: Sarcasm aside, if Texas does win, what's your opinion?
2: <clears throat> I, I mean, mean you're
1: you a big Texas proponent all summer. You yeah, I mean, mean
2: a- I think it will show that. They'll get like – then it, it makes college football really cool this year if they win, and with all apologies to Alabama, um, because it means Florida State's a playoff contender. It means Texas is a playoff contender. It means Penn State's a playoff contender. Um, you know, this is – Florida State, other than Dion, Florida State won week one. The winner of this game wins week two, and there will be more than 10 million people to prove it. There were 10 million people who watched this game at noon last year. It would be like, I think it'll be really, really high. And a preview for the SEC. But my opinion of Texas, if they win, it will show, not that they're back, that they're capable of winning the Big 12. Oklahoma's better. I think Oklahoma's a little under the radar right now. Um, They scored 73 points last week and uh, looked really good doing it. So, yeah, I think this is a huge moment for them. But, again, like, when you want to build up a team preemptively, which I've done this week, you just know Sabin's sitting there in his room watching film, just and he he's. I I just think they're better than we think they are,
1: and you know all the hype and excitement around this game. You know we're not big fans of realignment. You did the piece no. in nineteen eighty four versus two thousand four, but it is
2: kind of cool. These guys are going to see each other a lot more. In the I do one and two and three in revenue last year. So when we were talking this through with Elliot. Our boss, he said, you know, more people watch Dion. And my just justification for it not was, these are the two highest revenue bases. These are two of the craziest fan bases. It's basically like Ohio State every week. They have the huge, you know, fan base that's going to watch when they play Indiana. I think this one will draw over 10 million. I think it's a huge spotlight because it's also easy to find. You know where ABC is? But uh, I don't.
1: Actually it's actually
2: it's ESPN. ESPN. You can yeah. still find that. Yeah. You can find yeah. his pin and it's not blocked off by something right now.
1: Yep. 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 Um, yeah. So a couple more we just want to touch on real quick. Uh in the evening window. Number 19, Wisconsin at Washington State, 730. This is actually the ABC game, strangely. Uh Wisconsin is a six point favorite. Uh Wisconsin, they both won last week. You know, Cam Ward looked great like every other Pac 12 quarterback. <laughs> right. Um Tanner Mordecai, not as great, two interceptions, but Wisconsin kind of you know put the put the pedal to the metal in the ground game, and, and these two played a good game last year. Uh, could be a fun one, an under the radar fun one.
2: Yeah, I mean obviously uh, Washington State won that game last year. Wisconsin, in case anybody was worried about how much they were going to transform the offense, they had two 100 yard running backs last week, Ches Malusi and uh, Braylon Allen. Allen, Luke Fickle knows what he's doing. And this is a test though. I mean the Big Ten schools always struggle when they go out west. They do. And then it's vice versa. So uh it's a big test for Wisconsin. I think it's gonna be a fun game and anxious to see how that Wisconsin defense attacks Cam Ward who looked very good in his second season as a starter last week.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Then Fox, Fox's game at seven o'clock, uh number 13 Oregon at Texas Tech. Oregon six and a half point favorite that again is a line you already mentioned it looks very low
2: yeah because Oregon's really good but they have haven't been to Lubbock much so again another big 12 team that's backed in a corner defense was rough last week I could see this one hitting the over pretty easily both teams scoring a lot of points Bo Nix um Tyler Shuck, who used to right so it's a revenge game of sorts. revenge
1: game for the quarterback for yeah.
2: Tech, of course but i, yeah. but I like oregon to, to keep keep rolling and i'll show you how much here in a few minutes i just i hope puddles got the week off from <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the that was one of our most more red stories last weekend <laughs> how many push-ups the oregon guy did so uh props to <laughs> that man like i said i was telling i couldn't do that many push-ups in a day i can barely do 50. Yeah.
1: That was tremendous. And then we will wrap the day. Stanford at number six, USC. 1030 on Fox. USC is a 29.5-point favorite. First game that we will see Caleb Williams not on the Pac-12 network. So good opportunity for 99% of the country that doesn't have the Pac-12 network to see the Heisman Trophy winner. He's playing just as good as he was last year. On the other side stanford beat hawaii by two touchdowns uh quarterback ashton davis i oh, sorry ashton daniels threw for 250 yards and two touchdowns as stanford's trying to install troy taylor's you know up-tempo offense uh they only averaged 21 points a game last year so they opened with 37 that's i guess you know good start for the cardinal
2: yeah and but hawaii's quarterback threw 355 yards on him so Caleb's probably going to throw for at least 400 in this. game. (laughs) I do think Stanford can cover because still have questions about the USC defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stanford, this game is a rivalry game of sorts, Um, Mm -hmm. and it's the last one before it becomes a Big Ten ACC rivalry. So
1: they could play in basketball, the Big Ten ACC challenge.
2: (laughs) That's funny. That's that's (laughs) probably what when we're that'll just be one of those. What? And then you're like. (laughs) That's actually true. A late night Big Ten ACC challenge game. It's coming.
3: Oh,
1: pitiful. So, all right. Well, let's uh, get into our confidence contest. All right. We will pick five games. The way we do it, we uh, do it bowl style, bowl confidence style, where we pick five games against the spread each week, any game. And then we assign confidence values to them, five points for the first one, four, three, two, one down the road. Last week, I picked up six points. You picked up three points. We both got two right and three wrong, but I got my five and my one, and you got your two and your one. So you got you to gotta order your priorities a little better, Bender.
2: Six points to three? Oh, I'm in decent shape. So you're 11 to six for the season. Now.
1: 11 to six for the season, oh, correct. We'll, we'll yeah, figure, that's we'll week zero it. and week one. So. so it's
2: four, three, two, one. Five, four, three, two, two. two, one. Yeah, you're up because of James Franklin. That's the only reason why. So, I mean, (laughs) that's fine. If you want to take your win and rub it in. My Vanderbilt
1: connection, that helped me out. Yeah, Yeah, if you want to
2: run it up on people, that's fine. But it's week two. It's a new week. We'll get after it. I've got my five. I'm ready to go.
1: He didn't learn that at Vanderbilt. I'll tell you that. He was not in (laughs) position to be running it up. Um, Exactly.
2: we starting uh, at five?
1: Yeah. So give me your five-pointer for this week. And uh, we'll kind of go back and forth here.
2: I'll just go right up the top like I did last week. See, I missed LSU last week at five. I'm going to go Alabama minus seven and a half. Ooh. I think they'll win by 10. I just, I just, that's you pumped
1: up Texas all summer.
2: Well, they can still lose to Alabama and still win the Big 12, but I think they'll lose by 10. I think I can or put 38 28. Um, you know, if Alabama didn't have 100 yards of penalties in that game last year they they would have been just fine now yours and that's a factor and i think this game will be a lot like it was when texas played lsu in 2019 against joe burrow where it was back and forth a lot of fun early high scoring game but you know people are underestimating jalen Milroe a little bit anytime you have five touchdowns you throw the ball down the field and you can make plays with your legs i mean 25 years ago we called that michael vick
1: well, it was uh, Middle Tennessee.
2: too. I, it's, don't it's, don't
1: don't call him Michael Vick when he lights up Middle Tennessee.
2: Yeah, I. The, <laughs> I'm, when you see him take off a couple times, you are going to be like, wow. Uh, and but it, the big key for him, he turned it over a lot against A and M last year in his first big start. If right. they don't, if they don't turn the ball over, they're going to win by at least ten.
1: All right, all right. So I am going to fall for the Vegas trap here, and I am going Oregon minus seven at Texas Tech. It just seems so low. I mean, I, if they win by 20, I won't blink an eye. Texas Tech lost to Wyoming last week. That's so. when
2: Lee says somebody knows something. Somebody knows
1: something. It's probably not going to be me, but I'm taking Oregon at five. So, okay.
2: My four, I'm going to go Troy plus 16 and a half, Kansas whoa. State. Whoa, whoa, Troy. Troy. The are off the board. They're, they're a good team. Plus sure.
1: 16 and a half. Okay.
2: Very good team. And uh, I'm, you know, I think they running back Kamani Valdal over 200 yards last week. I think they can control the clock a little bit. John Summerall a really good coach. Um, that That's a team worth watching. I was impressed. I actually watched their bull game last year when they played UTSA and they were dominant. They were fast defensively. I think their speed's going to bug Kansas State a little bit. Won't be enough to win, but uh, we'll be enough to go up there and and have a respectable showing. That's too many points for a game like that in a good team.
1: Okay. Okay. We'll put that down. Uh, Sunbelt.
2: What'd you say? Sunbelt. All right. Yeah. Belt. There you go.
1: I'm going to go. My four pointer is going to be Notre Dame. Seven and a half. I think they're really good. Now we haven't seen them tested, but I do, especially with Hartman clicking like he is. I think they're really good. And, You know, NC State's going to do the best they can to rile everyone up and stuff. Notre Dame has won twenty eight in a row against ACC in the regular season. I think they haven't lost since I think it was that Miami game way back Mm twenty seventeen. They went down to Miami, it got lit up, Uh, but since then it's been pretty smooth sailing. And I just love how Hartman's playing. And and it's I take the opposition into account, but. I still think they're very good, and I think they can win by
2: double digits. Yeah, yeah I could see that. And we picked them to cover in our picks against the spread. I hope you're right. So that would mean I'm right. <laughs> um, for three, I got – I waffled on this one a little bit. I, I want to see if Oklahoma's for real, for real. If they beat SMU by more than 16.5, which I had them doing – I think it'll show they they are the court they made a lot of additions in the transfer portal on defense and it showed I know it was a easy opponent last week but the efficient they are a different team with Dylan Gabriel, Jackson Arnold behind him, another five-star guy we haven't really talked about that came in and it was just I mean impressive. So both of their quarterbacks are good. Yeah, it was like 11 for 11, wasn't it? Right, came in and just didn't miss a beat. For all that we've talked about, Arch and Nico and Dante Moore, he's going under the radar a little bit, and I think Oklahoma is. So it's going to be one of those days where Oklahoma fans celebrate and Texas fans not happy. I think the Sooners rule by more than 16 and a half. And General Booty also got into that game for yeah, Oklahoma. They they just, they just may ha- They may be in for a little bit bigger bounce back than we think.
1: Uh, all right. So my three pointer this week, you've got OU. I'm taking the home dog down in New Orleans, Tulane plus six. I like it, cool. Give it the group of five. I get we got to pick a home dog this week. There's so many home dogs out there. I'm gonna go with Tulane plus six. Fired up. Uh, Ole Miss struggles a little bit on the road. I don't know. I mean, on paper, Ole Miss looked scary last week. Needless to say, but they didn't have a lot of competition. And I think yeah, Tulane's uh, yep. hell bent on on getting back to uh,
2: a major ball again. Like it, and for my two, we agreed on this one. I, I'm walking into the same trap. I had Oregon, same same spread. So okay. I've got them as a two, and we may <laughs> both lose that one, but I'll lose it a little less. Um, I <laughs> so think now you're
1: rooting for Texas Tech. Is that what you're saying?
2: No, I I <laughs> I, I think they're pretty good, Oregon, and again, like we talked so much about USC that we've undervalued Oregon and probably Washington, not Washington as much, Oregon and Utah definitely undervalued. And I, and I think they continue to roll tough place to play. Sometimes a lot of, like you said, a lot of home underdogs here that you're, you're bound to blow up on one of them, right? Like if mm-hmm. you keep picking them, but I like Oregon here.
1: Okay. All right. Um, my two pointer is going to be UTEP plus one at Northwestern.
2: <laughs> Picking yeah. on the Wildcats. This there is
1: a uh this is a pick against a bad team. I used the pick against a bad team last week. Theory, uh it worked a little bit for me. It worked for Northwestern Rutgers. I'm gonna pick against Northwestern again. Uh UTEP is one and one. They played in week zero two. They lost to Jacksonville State close. They beat Incarnate Ward Word, we haven't really seen. Mm-hmm. Exactly what they can do. They won five games last year, but like I said, I just, I'm just i picking against Northwestern. They have to prove to me they can win a game, and, and I don't know that they can.
2: All right. That's fair. And so for the one, and we started the show, we'll finish it. I, I got Colorado minus three. Um, unless it did it push up to four, but I'm three and a half. Right in
1: front of me. Let's see. What it,
2: is it? it is three and a half. I'll, I'll make it three. I'll take the three and a half. Nebraska in a one score game what could go wrong I think Colorado wins I think the Dion hype continues and again it'll be up and down northwestern will make, or Nebraska will make plays but um give me the quarterback give me the the quarterback give me more Travis Hunter you know horn had a huge game that kind of went under the radar with all these guys Dylan Edwards is a stud I think Colorado has more game changers than Nebraska does and that's the difference Colorado wins at home
1: I've loved watching Nebraska over the last three or four years just because it's just so incredible how they lose all these games. And usually there's bigger games on, but you're keeping your eye on Nebraska. But this week they are the game, so that's going to be nice to to watch them for four quarters. Of course, we watched them for four quarters Thursday night too, and I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. I got good friends that are Nebraska people and Nebraska fans. They're nice people, Bill. Mm-hmm. They don't deserve They're this, Bill.
2: <laughs> Steve Sipple came on the show. He's one of my favorite writers to talk to. And I texted him before the game last <laughs> week and said, hey, I got the Nebraska upset. And, you know, we were texting back and forth. And um, But Sip does a good job, bless him, and he's one of the best.
1: It's brutal. Just brutal. Week after week after week. So uh, my final pick, number one, I'm going to go with another home dog. Doesn't make any sense other than I feel like picking a home dog, and that's a game we already talked about, Baylor, plus five and a half. They bounce back. I think Utah's better. I think if they played 10 times, Utah wins eight of them. But I feel like sometimes this is an overreaction type of thing where Baylor will play way better than they did in week two. Utah's going on the road. You know, I don't know. Rising first, start back. We'll see. I'm just going with the home dog here. So I'm going Baylor plus five and a half.
2: Not a bad call. I, and, that, again, when you – Utah, Oregon, Notre Dame, um, I, Iowa State, Iowa, like these Texas A&M, when they're the favorite going on the road, you're playing with you, – a couple of them are not going to hit. It's just picking the ones that do. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't object to that at all. That's not a- –
1: All right. So, the confidence contest, let's review real quick. You went <clears throat> you you went five, four, three, two, one. You got Bama minus seven and a half. Troy getting 16.5 against Kansas State. Oklahoma minus 16.5 against SMU. Be a challenge there. Uh, Oregon minus seven. And then Colorado minus three and a half. So in the day of the home dogs, you've got four favorites. I'm going Oregon plus uh, my five point minus seven, Notre Dame minus seven and a half on the road. And then I'm taking three dogs Tulane getting six, UTEP getting one, and Baylor. Getting five and a half. So we'll see how that shakes out before we get out of here. Trochi trivia. Can you name the Texas kicker who kicked four field goals last year and almost had the game winning field goal at Alabama or at home against Alabama last week. I mean last year. Uh, what was that kicker's name?
2: I know the last name was Auburn because <laughs> I remember the call was Auburn gives Texas the lead or something. <laughs> and and I know they they were just dreaming of it. I think it was Gus. That called it. Um, his first name's either Bert or Bart. It's one. It's it's. Can I just do B Auburn? I'm gonna say
1: that is phenomenal, Bill. Keep it going. It's either Bert it's a, or Bart. Un, uh, it's an unusual spelling of Bert.
2: I don't know the spelling, but I know B E
1: R T. Um, B E R T.
2: So it's Bert or Bart. I knew it was, and he was. He had a mullet, so I remember. <laughs> He, he was on i mean when he gave him the 19 i, I th- and i do think gus called that game last year because they said auburn gives texas the lead and auburn
1: was inflicting pain on alabama that's what it was and i, <laughs> I
2: do remember so it, it was either bert or Bart. it's bert then right so we bert. got that one good E
1: R T bert auburn was kicking for texas last year almost kicked the game-winning field
2: goal against alabama so that well, I got that one right that's good <laughs> That makes up for my Ohio State miss earlier in the week.
1: That's right. That's right. That was a great, great answer. All right. Well, it should be a fun week. Thank you to everyone for listening to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast, brought to you by Twisted Tea on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for those of you watching on our YouTube channel at CFB Nation, thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. I know Brian Driscoll's down in Raleigh this weekend. He'll have great coverage from there. Uh, Don't forget to join us saturday night for our live reaction show again uh right after we wrap up all the texas alabama coverage at sportingnews.com uh you will get an invite if you're subscribed to the cfb nation youtube channel we hope to see you there we had fun last week so enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you soon